The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Marion and Jim Jordan as Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, the King's Men, Billy Mills Orchestra, and all stuff like that there. <laughs> the show opens with I Want to Be Happy. to Wistful Vista with its usual effect on suburban homeowners. And here in the backyard at 79 Wistful Vista, greeting the first tiny rose of the season. Hi, bud. <laughs> and industriously digging a ditch to set out a new hedge while his wife reads a book on the porch steps, we find Fibber McGee and Molly. <laughs> Why'd I ever start this job anyway? My back's about busted. Oh, well. Well, how you doing, dearie? Oh, swell. Am I ever having the fun, though? <laughs> this digging makes you feel good all over, Molly. Don't know when I've enjoyed myself so much. You want to try it? No, dearie. Planting a new hedge was your idea, so you handle it. Why, Molly, you don't realize the pure joy of working in the soil. Why, just think. This is our land. Our native land. 
And just planting the hedge like I'm doing now helps to make it a better, a greener, and a lovelier land to live in. Somebody's giving me the bird. <laughs> just try a few spades full, Molly. It, it brings you closer to Mother Nature. Ah, oh, Mother Nature. Sorry, dearie. Tell Mother I can't make it today. <laughs> Hello there, Johnny. Hello, daughter. Want to buy any garden seeds, Johnny? How about a package of dandelion seeds? <laughs> dandelion seeds? What should I want them for? They ruin the lawn. Sure, but they're going to pop up anyway. You might as well have the best. <laughs> no, thanks. Okay. How about a package of honeysuckle seeds? Great little posy, the honeysuckle. Fast grower, pretty looker, and sweet smeller. No, thank you, Mr. Oldtimer. We don't want any seeds today. No, and as the newsstand guy says to the Scotchman who dropped in to sneak a peek at the magazines, why don't you get out of my life? (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good, Johnny. But that ain't the way I heard it. The way I heard it. You interested in the way I heard it? (laughs) No. No. The way I heard it. One feller says to tell a feller, Say, says, I see where... Still not interested? No. Okay. See, says, I see where this Molly McGee was voted one of the best-dressed women. Does her husband dress well, too? No, says t'other feller. Just warm. (laughs) Well, so long, kids. Get your garden seeds here. Get your Lulu a lily. Get your mommy some poppies. Garden seeds here. Now, that old guy's got a great head on his shoulders, but on him it looks very good. (laughs) You better finish digging that trench to plant the hedge in, McGee, before it gets dark. Okay, but I think I'm taking out too much dirt, Molly. I don't think I can get it all back in there. Oh. Better make the trench a little more shallower. Oh, well, uh... Why not plant a nice tall hedge? It'll give us a little more privacy, what with our house so close to Gildersleeves. Hey, you got something there? Uh-uh. Speak of the devil, and right away he horns in. Oh, there, McGee. May I ask what you think you're doing? Why, certainly, Mr. Gildersleeve. McGee's digging a little tr- uh, trench. He's going to plant a hedge along here. Oh, he is, is he? Yes, he is, is he? And if you'd come along tomorrow about this time, you'd have caught me with my plants down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have, McGee. Huh? You're digging on my property. Ah, what you mean, digging on your property? This is my own property. Oh, no, it isn't. Oh. My lot runs from that telephone pole out in the alley there, that slippery alum out in front. You're three feet over the line. What? You mean to stand there in your tight-fitting skin and tell me I don't know where my property line is? I certainly do. Oh, yeah. If you think for one minute, and I doubt if you could... Now, look here, McGee. I've had enough of your impudence. Take off your coat. Okay, I'll tell... I can't. I I ain't got on a clean shirt. Want to make make an appointment for tomorrow? No, I'm going to the dentist tomorrow. How about Thursday? Now, look here. Doesn't it seem more sensible to both of you to get a surveyor and find out exactly where the property line runs? That's a splendid idea, Mrs. McGee. I'll get a surveyor right away. Oh, no, you don't, Gildersleeve. I wouldn't trust you with a squirt gun in the Sahara. I'll get the surveyor. Well, all right. All right. In the meantime, leave that ditch alone. If I want a hedge planted on my property, I'll do it myself. 
You don't know anything about horticulture. Oh, I don't, eh? Why, I've owned more horses, Gildersleeve, than you ever oh. saw. <laughs> no, no. He said horticulture, dearie. That's flowers, not horses. Yeah. <laughs> Chucks, I, I know flowers, too. Why, even as a mere child, I was a great hand with flowers. I'll never forget the party I gave when my first pot of geraniums bloomed. Party of the first Pop McGee, I was no doubt. <laughs> oh, dear. Party of the first Pop McGee, persistently planting prize winning petunias, prim primroses, precious peonies, proud poppies and ponderous palm trees, picking up a pretty penny, purveying pink and purple petal perennials for pleated pants playboys to pin on their particular powdered and painted whoopsie-whoopsies, and publicly pronounce the peerless promoter and ping-pong pop of pot and pollen from the posy producer's topmost layer, but play something, Mills, while I get a surveyor. <laughs> Fibber and Molly to return, I'd like your attention for just a minute. The other evening, I dropped in on some friends, and they took me right out to the kitchen to admire their new linoleum. Really was an attractive pattern and made the kitchen very cheerful. And do you see that glistening finish, they asked me? That's some of your Johnson self-polishing glow coat. Of course, I congratulated them, not so much on their new linoleum as on their good judgment in protecting it right away with glow coat. They won't have to worry about that linoleum wearing out or becoming dull and faded. Its colors will be preserved for years in all their original freshness. And the linoleum itself will last much longer than if it were left unprotected. Besides, glow coat will save hours of work because it's self-polishing. It requires no rubbing or buffing. Simply apply and let dry. Glow coat does the rest. Whether your linoleum is old or brand new, Give it the protection of Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. trying to chisel a hunk of our property? Well, maybe he's right. Maybe we'll have to put the garage over three feet. Yeah, I'll put Gildersleeve under six feet. That's what I'll do. wonder what's delaying that surveyor. He's sitting right away. That must be him now. Come in. Yeah. Say, bud, I... Hi, mister. Oh. Oh, hello there, little girl. What you want? Well, I was just on my way to the meat market and going through your house as a shortcut. (laughs) Well, you better scram along then, sis. Your mama will be waiting for you to get home with the meat. Oh, it isn't for my mama. It's for my dog, Margaret. Oh, she's in again. Mm-hmm. The doctor just put him on a strict vegetable diet. <laughs> then why are you getting meat for him? Because I don't like the doctor. I see. Hmm? I said, I see. How come Margaret is indisposed? Well, gee, she got sick at the dog show. And gee, mister, he got first prize for best dog of all breeds, I betcha. Best dog of all breeds, he did? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Margaret was more breeds than any other dog there. Well, I'll bet he returned to his kennel in a blaze of glory, sis. Hey? I says, I'll bet he come home triumphant. No, he came home sick. Oh. Mm-hmm. Just nervousness, probably. 
Maybe he had a girlfriend in the show and saw some Doberman pincher. <laughs> no. The first prize was ten pounds of dog food, and Margaret staggered home with a terrible hamburger hangover. <laughs> and, gee, we had to call a dog, a dog doctor. Oh, did he give mm-hmm. Margaret a thorough examination? No, Mama said he just diagnosed him. <laughs> Who diagnosed who? Well, first the dog doctor diagnosed our dog, and then our dog diagnosed the doctor. What'd he have? A little beard and glasses and striped pants. Who, the dog? No, the doctor. Look, sis, I'm talking about Margaret. What did you find out he had after the examination? The doctor's striped pants. (laughs) Or part of them, anyway. Well, I gotta be going now, I bet you. I just stopped in to say hello. Oh, hello. Hello. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> you know, Molly, there's something about that kid that kind of reminds me of you. No. Yes, there is. I, I, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but sometimes when she oh, speaks... Oh, McGee. Huh? Listen. Coming from the fireplace. Sounds like somebody's coming down the chimney. Can't be Santa Claus because I haven't been a very good boy. Hey, what the? Heavenly days, McGee! It's Mr. Wilcox. Now look here, Harlow. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I can explain everything. But first, let me go out in the kitchen and wipe this soot off my face. All right, but don't track that soot all over me clean linoleum. Why not? You've got Johnson's self-polishing glow coat on the linoleum out there, haven't you? And you know it can be wiped clean with a damp cloth. So what are you worrying about? That's all very well, Harlow, but I'd like to know what you're doing climbing down through our chimney. You think because Fred Allen has eagles on his show, we got to have a start? Ah, <laughs> uh, just a minute, Fibber. Now, Molly, don't you find that glow coat saves you hours of house cleaning? Why, certainly I do. And I particularly like glow coat because it requires no rubbing or buffing. That's what I keep telling them down at the office. That's rat at Harlow. Answer my question. What's the idea of sneaking down the chimney? Well, don't blame me for that. Gee, I've even ruined a good suit of clothes. Then whose idea was it? Well, the sponsor said to bring the advertising in differently this week. <laughs> but if this keeps up, I'm going to ask Mr. Johnson to give me my old job back. In the shipping room. That's what I'm going to do. In the shipping room. (laughs) Well, that's what I call doing a fireside chat the hard way. Oh, look, McGee, out the window. There goes a man with a tripod over his shoulder. Is that the surveyor? Where? Oh, yeah, that's the guy. Now we'll get this boundary line settled once and for all. You coming, Molly? No, but I'll be out in a minute here. Okay. And don't start another fight with Mr. Gildersleeve. All right, but as the cannibal says when he's seen the skinny missionary, I ain't going to take anything off of that guy. <laughs> you come out as soon as you can, Molly. Oh, dear, oh, dear. What a man. He can cause more trouble than a hornet in a hairnet. I only hope he... Hello, Fisher. Hello, Cupid. Oh, hello, Cupid. Where's Fisher? Well, he just went out in the backyard, Mr. DePopolis. Did you want him? Oh, no. I just wanted to tell him I was chasing his advice. Oh, you mean following it. Sure. And not only that, Cupid, I'm catching up with it, too. He's saying I'm not getting enough exercise, so I'm learning myself to take lessons in how to play golf. Oh, that's fine. Nearly all the men I know are enthusiastic golfers. Sure. They all swear by it. Right out loud, too. (laughs) Well, how are you getting along, Nick? Well, the first thing that this teacher is telling me is... 
Keep your head down, Mr. DePopolis. Well, that's simple enough. Can't you do it? Oh, I keep my head down all right. But all the times I keep bumping into trees. <laughs> well, you'll catch on to it eventually. I suppose so. But the worst thing that is happening is when I'm landing a ball into the roughage. And the teacher is saying, Mr. DePopolis, use your spoon. And I'm saying, what do I do? Eat my way out? <laughs> well, all you have to do is keep at it, Mr. DePopolis. Cupy, I have made a wow that I am going to learn this golfing if it is taking the rest of my natural life. And if you play golf, you can't lead one. Well, so long, Cupid. Tell Fizzer I stopped in, and if I don't see him in a day or so, what difference does it make? My, my, what a fuss men make about golf. After all, it's just like kids playing shinny, only they get home later for supper. Ah, oh, well, I suppose I'd better go out and see how the boys are getting along with the surveyor. Come on, Gildersleeve. It's my turn to look through the telescope. <laughs> I don't want to miss any of this. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I haven't had so much fun since my Uncle Burlingame went out to the barn in the dark and tried to milk a rubber glove. <laughs> <laughs> McGee, look. Look at him now. Uh, let me see, quick. Uh-oh, they're playing patty cake. Hey, give me a look, will you, fellas? I'm a surveyor. It's my telescope. <laughs> Quit grabbing my arm, bud. I just got this thing adjusted right. <laughs> hey, Gildersleeve, yeah. you know what they're doing here, now? Here, here, here. <laughs> What's going on? McGee, what are you doing looking through that telescope? Oh, oh, hello, Molly. <laughs> you know what we're doing? We're watching Mrs. Uppington and Billy Mills on her sun porch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're billing and cooing like a couple of turtles. <laughs> you mean turtle doves, Gildersleeve. Go on, doves aren't that clumsy. Stop at this minute, both of you. Aren't you ashamed? To spy on a beautiful romance like that? The idea. Well, gee whiz. <laughs> We're just having a little fun. I won't listen to another word. Oh, well. Let this surveyor have his telescope and get back to work. I'm, well, I'm disgusted with both of you. Well, sure. Intruding on the privacy of a couple of nice people like Mrs. Uppington and Billy Mills. Gee, Molly. Haven't you any breeding? Oh, no. but Molly, if you could only see Billy Mills sitting on Uppy's lap. What? You... <laughs> he is? Yeah. One side, boys, and let me have a look. <laughs> well, heavenly day. <laughs> the King's Men sing Jerome Kern's All the Things You Are. I sought for my I searched the whole world through. I wanted love far above any love that the world has ever known. Fate sent me back to you. You are the promised kiss of springtime that makes the lonely winter seem long. Oh, uh-huh. 
conveyor say? Is our garage on Mr. Gildersleeve's property, or is it? Well, he ain't through figuring it yet, Molly. Hey, Cap, how much longer are you going to take? Just be a few minutes now, Mr. McGee. Well, hurry up. I haven't got all day to stand it. Uh-oh, McGee. Here comes Mrs. Uppington. Huh? Oh, you don't think she's seen us peeking at her, do you? I don't think so, but we'll soon find out. Mm-hmm. Imagine her setting her snood for a young man like Mr. Mills. <laughs> why, why, it's Robin the Cradle. Well, I don't know. That fellow hasn't let a lullaby for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how do you do, Mrs. Uppington? So nice to see you. Up close. <laughs> oh, how do you do? How do you do, everybody? Oh, my. Aren't these spring days simply lovely? I'm getting so I spend several hours a day on my sun porch. Yes, we know. Er, uh, excuse me for being personal, Mrs. Uppington, but uh, your lipstick is smudged. Oh, oh, thank you, my dear. Oh, my. Isn't it terrible how one's makeup can be disarranged when one is merely puttering about the house? <laughs> Ah. <laughs> nice putter you got, too, Uppy. <laughs> yeah, I beg your pardon. Have you uh, seen Billy Mills lately, Mrs. Uppington? Oh, you mean the maestro? No, I don't think I... Oh, yes, yes, I saw him just a short time ago. <laughs> imagine me forgetting that. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Quiet, <laughs> Gildersleeve. Isn't Billy Mills a sweet man, Mrs. Uppington? Oh, yes, indeed, my dear. We have so much in common, both being lovers of uh, music, I mean... <clears throat> In fact, he came over this afternoon to lead the Boston Symphony in Schubert's Serenade. Well, you don't get much privacy together with the whole Boston Symphony Orchestra on your sun porch, do you, Eppie? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm afraid you don't understand, Mr. McGee. Ah, yeah, doesn't he? <laughs> But the orchestra itself wasn't there in person. I merely put the record on my Victrola, and Dr. Mills stood in front of the speaker, baton in hand, and led the orchestra through a simply flawless rendition. <laughs> oh, my, it was such good, clean, healthy fun. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet it was. I've got to look into that sometime. <laughs> And tomorrow, the maestro's going to bring over his favorite phonograph record, Cohen on the Telephone. <laughs> and he's going to let me play the part of Mert. Isn't that simple? Hey, uh, Mr. McGee. Ooh. What you want, bud? Say, I just finished the survey, Mr. McGee. Yeah? So I took another look through the telescope, and that dame ain't on the sun porch anymore. Oh, oh. hey. <laughs> Dad, Red, bud, why did sun you have... Sun porch? Dame? Telescope? Oh, so that's why you were all so inquisitive. Oh, well, I... Well, really, I... Well, goodbye. Uh, did I, uh... Did I say something wrong, Mr. McGee? Not at all, not at all. You've just lowered our social Crosley about 20 points. <laughs> all right, Cap, now that you've done your measuring, what do you say? I was right, wasn't I? I'm sorry, Mr. McGee, but you were wrong. Huh? The property line runs straight through your garage. What? And your whole driveway belongs to the other party. Oh. Well, well, well. McGee, I hope this teaches you not to doubt the word of a Gildersleeve. Oh, uh, heavenly day. Now, look here, Gildy, old man. You, you aren't going to want much for that tiny little strip of land, are you? Why, no, McGee. I don't want a cent. Oh, you don't? No. And do you know why? No. Because I won't sell. <laughs> Oh, now, Gildy. Don't you guilty me, McGee. <laughs> oh, but listen, pal. Take your hand off my shoulder, McGee. 
And take your ramshackle garage off of my property, too. Yeah, but look, Gildersleeve... And quit hanging on to my coat sleeve. Oh, uh, just a second, Mr. Gildersleeve. Yes? That ain't all. Oh? There's something else funny about this situation. <laughs> is that so? What is it? Well, according to this deed of yours, you own lot 29 in the Wistful Vista subdivision, and McGee owns lot 30. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, <laughs> I just discovered the funniest thing. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Tell us all about it. <laughs> I'm trying to. <laughs> You've built your house on lot 30, and McGee's built his house on lot 29. <laughs> you mean to say that I... What? You mean to say that I really own the lot that has Gildy's house on it and also three feet of my garage? <laughs> That's right. And, and this shack of McGee's, is that all I have to my name? <laughs> Boy, you catch on quick. <laughs> oh, this is terrible. It's awful. What'll I ever tell Mrs. Gildersleeve? I'm a ruined man. <laughs> Come on, Molly. Let's go back to the house and start packing. I want to move into Gildy's place before it gets dark. McGee. McGee, don't do that. Huh? Don't break up a peaceful, cozy residence. I put a lot of money into that house. Oh, yeah. Remember what the poet said, McGee. It takes a heap of plumbing to make a house a home. <laughs> yeah, and I remember what another poet said, too. Home is where the heart is, and I got my heart set on your home. Please, please, McGee, I beg you, don't be so cruel. Oh, get up off your knees, Gildersleeve. <laughs> I haven't the heart to go through with it. I'll let you keep your home. You will? Oh, McGee, that's mighty big-hearted of you, dear. McGee, you're a gentleman. I'll always be indebted to you. Oh, that's all right, Gildy. But where's the boundary line between our property? Uh, uh, three feet, the other side of your garage and driveway, McGee. That's right, and don't forget it. Ah, uh, you've taken a great load off my mind, Pepper. Going home now and lay down for a little while. <laughs> yes, yes, my nerves, you know. Goodbye, Mrs. McGee. So long, Pepper. And a long and prosperous life, dear boy. <laughs> Hey, uh, Mr. McGee, is that all you need me for? Yeah, that'll be all, Cap. How much do I owe you? Five dollars for myself and two dollars for the rental of these surveying instruments. Oh, do you have to rent your surveying instruments every time you get a job? Oh, Molly, I forgot to introduce you. This is Cap Stivers of the old vaudeville team of Stivers and Stuff. Oh, yeah. an actor. Yeah. I thought he was a surveyor. <laughs> yeah. So did Gildersleeve. <laughs> Before Fever and Molly return, may I suggest that you imagine yourself for just a moment as a visitor in your own home. As you enter your own living room, your critical eyes take in quite a few details. Tabletops, chair arms, lampshades, picture frames, windowsills, and, of course, the floors. What's your first honest impression? Do all these things have a rich, wax-polished glow? Do they have that mellow, satiny luster that comes when you protect them regularly with genuine Johnson's wax? If they haven't, then tie a string around your finger this minute to remind you to order some Johnson's Wax paste or liquid from your dealer tomorrow. Don't put it off another day because Johnson's Wax has so much to offer you. Beauty for your home, protection for your most precious things, and labor-saving for yourself. Be sure you get the genuine Johnson's Wax, favorite for 50 years. <laughs> Thank you. 
for deceiving Mr. Gildersleeve about that fake surveyor. Molly, when a man is fighting for his own home, for his loved ones, with the wall against his back and the head... Come in. Fibber McGee and Molly? You betcha, bud. What you want? Can you give me an interview sometime tomorrow? I want to write a story about how you two achieved such popularity on the radio. Oh, oh how nice. Yes, indeed. Call us up anytime. Yeah. What magazine you work for, bud? No magazine. I write mystery stories. <laughs> oh. So, he thinks it's a mystery, does he? Oh, well, you can't please all the people all the time. No. We're lucky to do it for a couple of months in the summer. <laughs> Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat, inviting you all to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.